0: The Plotcast Podcast with the Potty Plotters.
1: Right, then who's starting? Well, it's you, because you're odd, aren't you? (laughs) (laughs) Very. Very, some say. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) yes. Dependent on who you're talking to. No, Um, everybody says it (laughs) Oh, right. Okay, then. Just thought, you you know, you might need to know that, that everybody thinks you're very odd. So, I take my coat off? No. (laughs) uh, That's an odd thing to say, I suppose, isn't it? But there you go. Right then. Well, uh, welcome. Welcome, one and all. You know, if ever there is anybody out there who is listening, who happens to be, I don't know what they're called really, but I think they're called compares, you know, on a boxing match. Yeah. And they go, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) A bit like Leonard Sachs used to on... that program, uh, London Palladium, I think. Oh, oh yeah, Leeds. It was at Leeds. Anyway, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I'll stop now and I'll what just get are you on talking with about. It. I don't know. You I'm know, like when
2: the comedian comes on and they'll go, <laughs> "Ladies and gentlemen, on stage tonight, yeah, we've got the person who never shuts up. <laughs> it's the Lane Crick."
1: That's similar, but yeah. yeah, I would do it more prolonged. Oh right, okay, obviously, of course. Yeah. Anyway, yes with this. right Be Okay, then. to, okay, then. to yes, a yes, yes, podcast. Yes. <laughs> okay then we'll do it. And so this is episode
2: 43 and yes I'm still Elaine. And you're still odd and I'm Julia <laughs> and I'm not quite as odd as you are. So how do people contact us then Julia? Well they can get in contact via Facebook, Instagram and Twitter otherwise known as X now at pottyplotters, tiktok tock at the pottyplotters, email naughtycorner at pottyplotters.uk, or you can have a look at our website pottyplotters.uk. The Plotcast Podcast with the Potty
0: Plotters
1: actually somebody said that they had looked at our website i'm thinking because i haven't made a note of it and mentally it's in my head alan and carol wood oh yes they have had they are from north of our county in a very posh area ashford in the water and they sent us a message to say that they looked at our website and it made them titter oh that's Not twitter nice titter oh, isn't that nice yeah so if you want another good laugh and you've got nothing better to do get onto that website oh yeah we're doing another website aren't we aren't a we? little spoof
2: website well i don't know whether we should call it a spoof but oh yes wax my <laughs> wax my amaryllis <laughs> but that's com. another story <laughs> altogether for another day elaine yes um while we're getting distracted, I can hear it raining outside. That's not good, is it?
1: It's uh, it's pouring, and it's yet another flood, and it's Halloween, and unfortunately, I think there's a lot of problems out there, because I can hear somebody hammering. I think somebody must have a, le- a leak. A leak? Well, mm. we are on an allotment, so you may find a few <laughs> leaks down here, but... I can tell you exactly where
2: that hammering is okay. because we've come and taken refuge in the community room at the allotment although obviously watching the weather because uh, the, the water level is very high and we could flood quite quickly but um, the lads who come on a Tuesday to have a cup of tea and do the uh, maintenance on site they were just sitting having a cup of tea on my plot and noticed that my shed roof was leaking and so they're repairing it for
1: us so we've been oofed off our plots. And we're in the community room. Let's go and have a look at what else is happening out there damage-wise. Elaine, we're back out
2: in the car park at the allotment. When it was flooded, it really was flooded. But you can see, we're back out
1: in the puddles. If we've got children, I'd say a perfect day to be puddling. If we've got little people, well, you are little. Yes, yes. What, so what we we do you want me to do, Jumping in it? No, don't no. do that, Julia. No. It's more like a dock, isn't it, than a car park? Yes.
2: But anyway, let's go and have a look at the rest of uh, the water problem here. Well, the community orchard is well underwater, isn't
1: it? It is a shame. I don't know what damage it's going to do to the trees or even the giant cock, but they're well and truly underwater. Well, I I think
2: the cock will be all right. Um, And the trees, every year we have the flooding. And although, yes, this year we've got a big problem with the flooding, every year the orchard gets flooded. So... I don't know whether it affects them that much or not. We'll have to wait
1: and see. I suppose suppose it
2: depends whether they're sitting weeks and weeks in water or whether it drains, because usually it comes and it goes, but we're still quite saturated. So even the smallest amount of water is causing a problem, isn't it? Yeah. Come on, then.
1: Bit squelchy underfoot, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. See, the difference is that this one's got raised beds. Yeah. Because it's got raised beds, you can see that we're not sitting in water. No. The paths might be later, but certainly not at the way they sit at the moment. You see what I mean? Yeah. Because I've taken them about eight inches off. Yeah. This is the problem, isn't it? Yeah.
2: Oh, listen. This is all squelchy under here.
1: We're just on Jerry's plot now. Look at this gadzooks this plot is
2: underwater this um avenue in fact worse is next door if you look at next door you can really see how bad that is and although they've got raised beds the in-between bits are very uh underwater. But what Jerry has done on this plot, I have to say, this plot used to flood much, much worse. But Jerry has worked really hard to build up the levels and create um, more raised areas. And it's really worked. And he's also built a channel between him and the neighbouring plot, which seems to take it away a little bit, doesn't it, Elaine?
1: Well, you say it does, but Julia, that's a river running down there.
0: Contact the Potty Plotters anytime on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram at Potty Plotters or email naughtycorner at pottyplotters.uk
1: Right, so having been out and about, we're back in. And Julia, most people at this time of year think that there's nothing to do on a garden or on the allotment and i think we can prove them wrong i think there's a lot to do and a lot to talk about as well but we know that people will want to rest through the winter months and that's fine but my experience is and i know that yours will be similar If you get all the main structural things done and clearing done at this time of year, you'll hit spring running.
2: Yes, that's what we always say. Now is the time for doing your maintenance, for putting any new structures on your plot, for clearing anything. It's that time of year where you get things tidy and you, like you say, hit the ground running in the new year. Um, It is an ideal time to take on a plot. Unfortunately, again, with the water situation here, but if you're on a site where you're not liable for flooding, like my old site, I mean, it was the perfect time of year because you can really crack on in these months
1: and people also say well it's never changed we've always been flooded here Mm. we have always been flooded but never so frequently or so high yeah so i think if this is the way forward and that's you know something that we're going to have to accept i think we're going to have to change the way that do allotment in now i know in the past we talked very recently about growing uh overwinter onions overwinter broad beans and overwinter peas it's not worth doing it because all you do is stress yourself out because they'll just be floating yeah. and the other thing is that beans and peas And the onions, unless they've got plenty of drainage, they'll simply rot. So it's a lot of angst that you don't need to get yourself into. I
2: mean, at this time of year, obviously, it's a great time to be cracking on on the plots. But the weather is very hit and miss. And so it's really about seizing the opportunity because, you know, the the nights are very... uh, Come in very early, obviously, with the changing of the clocks, and most people have only really got the the weekend to work. So we we live by the weather forecast, don't we? Pretty much.
1: Yeah, we do, and not a lot of people know that. And. it's a repeat that we keep on saying, but it's the weather that makes the difference. Yeah. It makes a difference whether we can get out, whether we can plant, and whether things survive. So when we do conversely, if it's too hot and too dry, it's exactly the same again that we're moaning about it. So I know it sounds like a moaning chop, because it is really. Stop it. But it? it yeah, all right then. But it's something that we do take notice of every day, isn't it? Yeah, yeah.
2: Anyway. Thomas Schaffernacker. <laughs>
1: Just say, just say a name, random
2: uh, weather person's name, but Thomas Schaffer and sort it out. Please.
1: Uh, right, so what are we going to talk about today? Well, right, it's nothing to do with the weather. Let's make bug houses. Now then, I see them in magazines, I see them uh, on the telly, file often talk about making them with people. Why do we bother? Why don't bugs find their own houses? Well... They can do, but on an allotment,
2: we're ripping a lot of their houses out, aren't we? When we're clearing things away and becoming neat and tidy, we're removing the opportunity for them to overwinter in places. So um, if you remember a couple of years ago, we were doing a bit of a challenge where... We were trying to be make one change for the environment. And, and I actually left all my perennial flowers on the plot um, over winter, which nearly killed me, to be honest with you, because yeah. I like it all oh, neat and tidy yeah. and to chop everything down. But in doing that, I was providing a habitat for the uh, insects. The other way you can do it, and I think something that we should all consider is creating little spaces on the plot, not all of it. I mean, you know, we're not completely rewilding our whole plots but just creating little spaces on the plot for the wildlife and that's why creating a book hotel uh, or a palace even if you wanted to you can go as big as you want or just leaving a big pile of rotting wood on your on your plot like you know branches and trees just gives the insects
1: somewhere to Um, live and grow and survive why are you laughing at me (laughs) I'm laughing Julia because yesterday I was up here and um, I started to clear my plot mm right then where my dahlias grow i've put canes in short canes about three foot four foot and on the top of each one to stop you poking your face yeah. i actually put an upturned um pump pot, yeah the terracotta ones so yesterday i went along and i was picking them all off yeah. to, to store them in the shed <laughs> as i picked them all up without exception there were blooming wood lice in there Ooh. and snails yeah now my question is how did they get there they climbed, didn't they? Well, they must have climbed up that slippery pole. Well, but yeah. that's hard work. Have you tried yeah. climbing up a slippery pole? <laughs> <laughs> Not recently,
2: no. <laughs> Not since I went to have a look at a fire station when I was younger, and I, you could go up and down the fireman's pole, but
1: that was... <laughs> I'll leave
2: that thought with you. <laughs> that's another story anyway
1: book houses so what would you put in one Elaine well similar to you I break up you know as you take out the canes a lot of the time the cane at the bottom where it's been in the soil um, is is gone rotten or it's broken? Um, I would take those out completely and snap them and fit them in the box because that box, Julia, that you've got there is what uh, six inches by six inches, seven inches deep, yep. and ten inches in length, something like that. So a bit like a birdhouse. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And then what I would do is I'd break the canes off and, and stack them all in there because solitary bees like things like yep. that. And I've seen them on the back of your shed yes. where you've got something oh, yeah. like that, yeah. And And they go in there. Yeah,
2: and they bung up the holes then afterwards, don't they? they So I mean this is quite a small uh, bug house. Um, people met them as big as pallets I've seen the massive massive ones and people will use things like bricks with holes in oh yeah that's um, another one maybe kind of logs where they've made screw where they've kind of used a a drill and made holes in them
1: Um, what are those other things called them concrete uh, breeze blocks breeze blocks blocks, blocks, I've seen them lying on the side and they've stuffed them full of different things including leaves yeah and it's just providing habitat for things like ladybirds lacewigs anything
2: like that that is really you know not all insects on the plot are bad insects are these so yeah. we want to encourage the good ones and you know with the good ones they always need the bad ones to eat. they're there for a reason for them to eat so it's about keeping nature balanced really so a book hotel is a nice thing and it's a nice thing to do with the kids and although you can go to the shops and buy them and they look very fancy don't they but actually once they've been out in the garden for a while they all look the same and why not make them it's much yeah. more fun i've got some small bark in this one yeah um, from a from some logs that were cut up i've also got some um oh cardboard. corrugated cardboard. yeah cardboard yeah and i've just twirled that up and it just gives them that habitat so it's quite nice and uh, i think everybody should make some kind of bug hotel even if it is you could use an old tin can couldn't you and just stuff yeah. that one end of it and stuff that with, with kind of
1: canes and everything. What thing you think keep on? Julia, yeah. she'll never look at a book hotel again without thinking of you in the <laughs> firemen station.
0: <laughs> Hints and tips for shortcuts to success. The Potty Plotters podcast.
1: Right then, should we be picking beetroot? Oh, here we go. I'm I'm waiting for a look from Gareth. I knew, I knew. (laughs) Gareth, producer, doesn't like beetroot. I love beetroot. I love love beetroot. beetroot. And um, I'm asking about, is it the right time to be picking beetroot? You can actually leave it in the ground all winter. I would pick it now
2: rather than leave it in the ground just because it's more likely to go woody if you leave it in the ground over winter. And to be honest, it's probably put on all the growing it's going to do. So what I would be doing is taking them out. And if you want to keep them, you could uh, dry them off a little bit and then you can store them in boxes with sand or compost or but something that's quite a dry material and that will keep them over winter. So you've not got to use them all at once, although I know that me and you would just yeah, co- definitely. cook them and eat them. Yeah, because it everything. makes sense. Yeah, yeah.
1: And uh, pickling them, that's another thing. It yeah. is so easy to do. And don't forget, if you screw the tops off yeah. and you peel it whilst it's warm, don't forget... That um, you don't get red hands. No, no. no it's and one of those funny things. I know
2: you can get yellow ones and you can get yeah. white ones, can't you? But mm. um, my husband said they don't taste the same. No. I it's know. a funny old world. And I like that bright colour. I like it all over my
1: hands. I like to go around going, oh, well, it is Halloween. I've <laughs> <laughs> okay. <I> murdered somebody. <laughs> There's every chance it could happen. And um, and also uh, beetroot and chocolate cake. Ooh. That was funny. Yeah, yeah. Because he's shaking his head now yeah. at the right side of it. I us, mean, so. we, he
2: would never have known no. there was beetroot in it. No. You cannot taste the beetroot no. in beetroot and chocolate cake. Yeah. But... Being responsible people that we are. You have to tell people that they're eating beetroot. Because why, Elaine? Uh, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Well, when you go to the toilet, if nobody's told you, you'd be on the phone to the
1: doctors, won't you? But I think that if we'd not told Gareth, perhaps what we should have done, and there's time yet, to do, two chocolate cakes is still shaking his head. It'll drop off in a minute. Two chocolate cakes, one with beetroot in it and one without taste the difference yeah that's a catchphrase for a supermarket isn't it yeah is nodding yeah. again now but i think that's what we, we've got time to do that before yeah we have gareth it's the wrong thing that you're doing it's <laughs> 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 yeah we'll do that then
2: We've we're taking our beetroot out. Yeah, I've already taken mine out anyway. But Elaine, what have we been up to this week? Um
1: well, taking down yet another greenhouse, and um that's already gone to a plot holder who wanted one because she'd not got one. That's lovely, we're dead pleased about that. Well, you think
2: everybody should have one, don't I you? I do, yeah.
1: And when I am Minister for Allotments, when new houses get built, everybody will have a small plot of land to grow their greens, etc., on and a greenhouse and I will be the inspector of the buildings okay (laughs) yes you're looking Julie because you know that I mean it (laughs) so anybody who's got a new build going up yes I'm your person I'll come and check whether they're using them or not yeah that'll probably evict people if they don't because that's how brutal I can be but Uh, yeah yeah, that's what we've been doing and uh, also working on community plot haven't we oh yeah yeah. we missed some slabs didn't we yeah yeah. and they look amazing so we'll be at it again this week Yeah, and uh, laying the slabs we know how to do that and laying them level which is really important but we've been on the grab so we've got loads more stuff for them because we're insisting that they have their own water supply even though there is water on this particular site absolutely it's yeah, really it important sense. that
2: you collect water because a water costs if you're using yeah. tap water but you don't need tap water for an allotment so the more you can collect and harvest and also something that we've been trying to educate them on on with the project is that allotmenting really is about recycling as much as possible so you know the first thing we did when we when we introduced ourselves to them was get yourself on them marketplaces them gum trees them all of them places where you can get free things or or reduce price things and give things a new home because it is really important to
1: yeah it is it's good husbandry it is it's A funny thing to say, isn't is he it? He's a good husband. Oh, mine is, yeah. Is he? Yeah. yeah. But not, why not do we bad. say that word? I don't,
2: they don't know. They never
1: say good wifery, do they? No, they get slapped. Now, then, in front of you.
2: Yes, I've I fetched you something from my poly I've had to, in fact, Gareth, the producer, went, my. God, what is that coming out your polytunnel? And because it's <laughs> grown enormous, Elaine, that it has. those Cape gooseberries that yeah. you gave me—that were teeny tiny plants that yeah. I didn't really want to plant, but because you'd grown them, give them a home—they've <laughs> uh, now started producing the Cape gooseberries for you. So there you go. Because I'm Thank not you. really a massive fan
1: of well, them. they're okay, with them but being I'm not Halloween ma- as well, this is yeah. very apt. They are actually because you could put these in your decorations if you've used them indoors, etc. But they are ripe and you know i can smell them from here Stop yes i know now then these have a smell all of their own i know we've talked about them before but they've got a flavor all of their own as well and what's lovely is they're also called chinese lanterns and the reason why they've got an opaque outer skin and the I think that they do look like a they little lantern, are very lantern, pretty. They? And
2: you can get
1: non-edible ones, can't you, in the garden yeah. as just plants. And they come out. I've seen them like bright reds. You can get yeah. them. Yeah, and these are actually just yellow. So you peel back the little... Oh, now look at that. Now, these cost a lot of money in the supermarket, Julia. That's why I've carried on growing them. But
2: I'm a bit worried because, as I say, with the floods, the water level did ra- rise at... At that end of my yeah, polytunnel yeah. and i think they're getting a bit of mildew in them so they might all be coming out but they're all coming to you so you That's better think okay. of something to do with them well you
1: can make cape gooseberry jam actually can you? yeah, yeah you lovely. can yeah Thank and it, they don't taste anything like gooseberries no these don't and they are absolutely beautiful and i don't know if we've ever made gareth eat one before now he's shaking his head And unfortunately, that doesn't matter because we're in charge at the moment, Gareth. (laughs) So, try one of them. No, yes, is the word. My mum would have made you eat that. And I've taken after my mum. It's not horrible. I wouldn't make you eat anything if it was horrid. Eat it. Honestly, Gareth, it's so gorgeous. (laughs) Was that a bit I'll tell you what it tastes like. It's a cross between... <laughs> Pineapple Ooh. and orange. Honestly, Julia, I just want everybody to taste them all. You anyway, carry on one. You I think everybody should be growing them, don't mm, you? I do. And when but should they start growing them, Elaine? About February, March time. Okay. And um the seeds don't cost a lot of money and they are guaranteed virtually to have a good uh, germination, right? But so honestly, don't sow the whole packet like no, you like did, I which is why do, yeah. I've
2: ended up with three enormous ones in my polytunnel. Like yeah. Everybody on site has got
1: cape Goose But Julia, it's October, the end of October, yeah. going into November. November, you know, they've taken a blooming long time to are. get. to the six foot of ov- <laughs> six foot absolutely. and one poly one hoop worth of my polytunnel. Yeah, so it's worth doing. It's mm. a pity that people in here just don't eat them.
0: Contact the Potty Plotters anytime on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Potty Plotters, or email Naughty Corner at pottyplotters.uk
2: Elaine, we've had a question. Okay. From, we've had a question from Peter Marfleet again. All right. And he said, "Loving the podcast. Ooh, that's always a good start. Yeah. yeah, and always smile when I hear my questions on it." i've got another one for you if that's okay yes we'll have another one okay all right i have some very small red onions that i've grown this year
1: can i use them for onion sets and when can i stick them in i would say no and i would say no because um i don't think they'll grow as onion sets because they are just small red onions so what i would say is eat them instead and get some proper onion sets because the onion sets have been through the process and that makes a lot more sense but to be quite honest Peter I'm going to move you away from onions why not try shallots I know we talked about shallots earlier in the year much earlier in the year but value for money for one shallot you will end up with at least five back okay well Peter's
2: mentioned red onions can you get red shallots I don't know. I know you can get banana
1: shallots, Mm. but I don't know about red shallots. Don't know, but I would definitely go for for, them. Yeah, yeah, they would. Okay, I'll have a look at that, Julia, and I'll report back accordingly. But no, I would just use those as they are.
0: The Plotcast Podcast with the Potty Plotters.
1: Right. Well, I wanted to talk to you about compost because what I keep on seeing is people up here as well on our site. Uh, taking down, for instance, the runner beans yeah. and just literally chucking it all in a compost bin like this. Well, well, What's the difficulty with that? Well,
2: you can do that, Elaine. You literally can chop it down and put most of it in. The, the bigger the pieces that you put in, the longer it's going to take to compost down. And also, if you're putting the same of everything in, yeah. you're going to end up with um, a poor mix. So imagine, Elaine, making a cake. Let's talk your language, making a cake. So imagine you're making a cake and all you put in is eggs. What's going to happen? It'll be an (laughs) omelette. Exactly. (laughs) You don't want an omelette, you want a cake, don't you? Yeah. So when you're making a cake, you need to break everything down. You need to put different ingredients in. So we could put the cuttings from the uh, runner beans in and all I've got here... I've got an old dahlia that okay. I'm chopping down. I could just shove that in like that. Yeah. But actually, to increase the composting process, I chop it down into pieces. And, and that will help it? Compost down. Down earlier? Yes. Okay. So, and this is classed as a green. So anything that you're pulling out your plot at the moment is a, a green. Anything that's like this is a green. Yeah. And you can really use it to make yourself some compost. And, and compost, making your own compost, brilliant. But... The next thing is, if you're putting a green in, you want to be putting a brown to go with it. Okay. So when we're talking about browns, you can think of it like these woody twigs. Okay. Now, again, I could put them in in great big pieces, but they'll take a long, long time to break down. So I chop them up into a couple of inches long. And just do that. And sometimes I just sit there while we're having a cup of tea, chopping them up.
1: I wondered what you were doing. Yeah, right, yeah. Okay.
2: Um, and that is a brown. Now, if you've not got woody cuttings, yeah. you still need to be adding a brown. Because if you don't, you're going to end up with a very sloppy, smelly yeah. mixture, yeah. which is what a lot of people do. They just shove loads and loads of green in without thinking about the browns. So if you've not got any woody cuttings, something like an old newspaper, scrunch it up and shove it in between the layers.
1: But if you do it, you don't have to rip
2: that up, just scrunch it and actually that really helps by scrunching it up rather than ripping it up into pieces. That's better because I'm creating little air pockets and that's what I want to do in these kind of compost bins because the the air will improve the the circulation and it'll also improve the composting process. So that's really good to use as a brand. Also, you can use things like these kind of cartons. So the only thing that I don't tend to use is coloured um cardboard. So something that's been dyed with a glossy print on it. But this is really good. But whatever you put in as a green, put in something as a brown to go with it that's what I think because then you get in about a 50-50 mix, some people will go for a 30-70 but I found 50-50 and you end up with beautiful compost and I've already emptied these ones out this couple of weeks ago and I've spread the compost on the plots and it's been beautiful what's come out, in fact I was really disappointed you weren't here to see it because I was so excited by it Lane. but I think it's well oh, worth yeah. making it, I know, <laughs> I know now the other thing you can add yes, you can just leave it like this and some people don't turn it they literally just leave it yeah. and it will take about a year and it will compost down and you don't need to turn it okay um, and that's fine but if you want to accelerate the process you want to be turning it so you can turn one of these into the other one so all i literally do is when it's full yeah. and it started to compost down lift the top off put the newer stuff at the bottom of the new wow, one see it. and it's then what's around. left at the bottom is the compost that i can use yeah. you can get like um cylinder compost bins that you can do that with and they'll spin the compost and they work really well as well but one thing you might want to think about putting in there is something to accelerate the process so every layer in between the layers if you've got chicken poo something like that that is brilliant that accelerates the composting process or or smoke sometimes if you put a bit of that in and that will accelerate the process but it will do it naturally it just depends how quickly you want it how many of these bins you want to have on the go I think you're not very keen on lot on composters, on allotments, are you? Because we've seen a lot of bad composting. Yeah, that's
1: what uh, I don't like to yeah. see because people automatically put three pallets together yeah. and think that the Monty Don in that it's going to break down straight away yeah. because they don't know enough about making their own compost. Yeah. So they don't know about layers, and I've seen them literally take the row of beans yeah. down, literally shove it all in, yeah. put the top on and hope the, yeah.
2: they'll disappear. Yeah, and what happen now? I mean, we've seen it, people almost chop trees down and just leave them on a pile yeah. and expect, they will compost down, but Over you've been waiting years. years and years and years yeah. for it. So some things to look out for, if you've got a really sloppy mix in there, that means you've got too many greens. Greens, So all you've got to do is add some browns. That is the easy way to do it and just fork it through and that will improve it. One thing you need to be conscious of in the summer, particularly, is they get too dry. Now, if they get too dry, they tend to have, end up with ant problems. So in which case then, I would add some water. So I get my watering can and just water it in there. And that kind of, um, you know, adds some moisture to it and helps break it down a bit more. But it's not complicated. Mm. It it really
1: is as easy as making a cake.
0: Top-notch advice. No Latin included. The Potty Plotters Podcast.
1: Julia, have you got any hints and tips? Uh, no you have <laughs> you have my friend because I saw you oh, I yes. was watching yeah. you you know the <laughs> other day that's just reminded. we had t-shirts on the other day when oh, we were no. on the allotments we were that- it, was, it was this week yeah it was that warm so
2: um, yes hint and tip about dahlias is yeah. that what you want
1: to talk I about? I do want to talk to you about dahlias what were you doing and how did you do it? So what I was doing was I was cutting
2: down my dahlias. Um, I'm a little bit concerned because that area of my plot has been underwater, but they were quite healthy. It's a bit of a risk, but I can't be bothered, in all honesty, to take them out. And I'm going to do what I normally do. So I've what I'm doing is I'm chopping them down one at a time. They've all been caught yeah. by the frost. I'm chopping them all down and all of the... Um, foliage is going in my composter okay. and then as i've chopped it down because i can see where it is i'm then using the contents of my composter to cover the uh, ground where the tuber is and that will stay covered over until spring when i move it back so i can see the new day dahlias emerging so you've, you've tucked them up and keeping them warm I have, for winter And yeah. made use of compost and making use making compost from them so
1: winter win. compost in one <laughs> sentence I know well thanks everybody for listening and we will be back again next week and we'll be doing more of what we do which is talking and we're going to be talking next time about your asparagus oh, I've been and had a look at it this morning I love it well I'm glad that you do I do actually but um I prefer talking than growing asparagus I can do more you can definitely do more than that in fact do you ever stop do you yeah. stop at night time no, you, I'm you sleep at night no. Always thinking, and probably talking him my as well. Things I've got to do. Lists. I do like a list. Yeah, and an idea. Stop it.
0: The Plotcast Podcast with the Potty Plotters is an Amberland Media Production.